0: Imagine a world in which it's okay for women to just be who they are, to lead themselves, their families, their teams, their organizations from a position of authenticity. Imagine a world where women who challenge the status quo are liberated into making the impact that we need into creating a world that works better for us. Welcome to Lady Rebel Leader. my Lady Rebel leaders, and welcome to another solo episode. I think I'm getting into a bit of a groove. I thought I would talk to you today about time management. Now, I think I have a little bit of a different take on time management because, again, when we are busy, you know, we all are, we have multiple demands, we can reach out to time management hacks, Pomodoro techniques, time blocking, all of that kind of stuff. And whilst it might work to begin with, we may also find that over time we are unable to maintain those habits. And my thinking is that time management is actually much more about our relationship with than other and other people than it is in terms of our relationship with time. And what do I mean by this? Well, if we are able to feel confident and courageous enough to say no to people, then that means we can safeguard our time. You know, we we can do that without fearing the consequences. If we are in a position where we feel that we need to be good, and by that I mean we need to be superwoman, you know, we need to do everything amazingly well, all of the time, for everybody, then that's going to impact on our ability and our comfort to safeguard our time and to allocate time to ourselves. If we don't believe we are worthy of investing time in, then we will give all of our time to other people because we think that's a way of getting some sense of self-worth. Because let's face it, when we are saying yes to absolutely everybody else, apart from saying no to ourselves, Other people are going, yes, that's a wonderful thing to do. Thank you so much. You are so generous. You are, you know, you're such a lovely person for doing that, for stepping up when I needed help, when for taking this on to help me get it done, for, yeah, just sharing the load. You know, we get a genuine sense of reward on a neurochemical level. We get a boost of dopamine. That's what motivates us to keep going. So we can get caught in this ridiculous cycle of, saying yes to everybody else, having that reward, feeling that that gives us a sense of being worthy. And actually what it's really doing is moving us away from who we are, from meeting our own needs. And ultimately it doesn't really do anything to boost our self-worth, you know, in those quiet moments when we are by ourselves not doing anything, when we have to sit with who we really are. And in those moments, we can then still get those thoughts of not being worthy, of needing to do more, of needing to be better than we are, of needing to help more, of needing to save and rescue people. So what I'd like you to do is just think about your relationship with time. And if envisage time as the person you are in a relationship with, how are you treating time? How How is time treating you? What's your relationship like? And what does that tell you? about your relationship with yourself? Are you able to honour yourself or is time always something you're giving away? Is time something that you respect or actually is it something that you take for granted? What would life be like if you gave yourself and time an equal partnership? How might that change things for you? Now, a lot of the time when I'm coaching, these issues come up and really the root cause of some of these challenges comes down to boundaries. And our boundaries are things that we create. They evolve during our lifetime. You know, if you look at a small kid, they know what is good for them and what's not good for them. They know what they do and don't want to do. And they will be unashamedly claiming what is and is not good for them we might not like that. It might make us feel uncomfortable, particularly if they're doing that in the middle of a supermarket aisle. But you know that they are genuinely connected to who they truly are, to their genuine essence. What we know is that whilst we have that purity, whilst we have that, you know, genuine connection to our our identity, to our needs, to our wants, over time, life can start moulding and shaping those. We can start changing how we impose our boundaries depending on the feedback we get from other people. We can stop saying no because we're made to feel as though we don't have a choice. We can start saying yes for things that are not in our best interest because actually what we've learned is that it's better to do that to avoid conflict. So we go through life being shaped by our environment, by being shaped by our experiences. And often we end up Using our boundaries as a way of protecting ourselves, but not honoring ourselves. So we keep ourselves safe. We don't want to disappoint people. We don't want to trigger anger or resentment in others. And we want to maintain that internal lie that we are worthy and doing that by acquiescing to other people. And a lot of the people that I coach come to me in midlife when they have been pulled in all of these directions for 30, 40, 50 years and suddenly feel adrift. They suddenly feel overwhelmed. They suddenly feel as though they have no control over their time. And when we really start thinking about it, it's because of the boundary patterns they've set up. And it's not their fault. You know, we all do it. We are here, you know, as a, as a, as a physical being, our evolution has served to keep us safe. It has served to maintain us and our, literally our life, you know, survival of the fittest. We, we shape to our environment in a way that means that we continue to live, you know, in a way that obviously when we then get disease processes involved can influence those. But we are there, you know, as, as humans, we are designed to be self-serving in terms of keeping ourselves surviving and we do that by navigating our social and physical environment in a way that sometimes works incredibly well for us often works incredibly well for other people because there is survival value in maintaining the pack there is survival value in maintaining relationships there is survival value in breeding you know all of these things play a role But what we can find over time is that by doing all of this stuff for other people, by trying to keep ourselves surviving, we're not thriving. And we're not thriving because we've become disconnected from who we were. We're no longer that small child that genuinely knows what is right and what is wrong. And yet, if we take a quiet moment and think back to the child that we were, we know that they're still there. We know that child still exists inside us, but what we've stopped doing is looking for her and listening for her, and we've numbed the nudges that she's given us. So take a moment, think about the child that you were, think about what she did and didn't want, think about what made her joyful, think about what made her feel alive. And think about how you can bring more of that into your day. And yes, it will require time management. But when you know that you're doing it for yourself, because it's a genuine expression of who you are and your values, you'll find a way to prioritize it. Now, it's not obviously, not always is that, that simple. We need training in how to sometimes communicate our needs, how to navigate those boundaries, how to, to manage those relationships, to manage other people's expectations, because that's also a massive part of this. But if we can't reconnect to who we are to begin with, then we're going to have a much more difficult time in bringing more of that person into today and shaping our daily schedules to give space to that person to be present. I hope those triggers has triggered some thoughts. Do the exercises, take some time to be connected to those ideas. I'd love to know what comes up for you. I'd love to know what you think. And if you need help connecting back to that child, give me a call. I'll see you soon.